from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Jennifer Gavin at the Library of Congress. Late September will mark the 12th year that book lovers of all ages have gathered in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will be two days this year, Saturday, September 22nd, and Sunday, September 23rd, 2012. The festival will take place between 9th and 14th Streets on the National Mall, rain or shine. Hours will be from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturday, the 22nd, and from noon to 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, the 23rd. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now it is my pleasure to introduce graphic novelist Craig Thompson, whose latest book is Habibi, a 672-page tour de force in the genre. Mr. Thompson also is the author of the graphic novels Goodbye Chunky Rice, Blankets, and Carnet de Voyage. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you tell us a bit about how you got into not just novel writing, but graphic novel writing? Are you an author who happens to draw beautifully or an artist with a story to tell? Uh, well, I, as a child, I was really into comic books. And, and in a sort of natural adult progression, fell out of love with the medium around high school and was really uh, obsessed with film and then animation and was sort of uh, mapping out a possible career in animation and, and became disillusioned with that for a number of reasons. And maybe the biggest one is that I recognized that um, at best I would just be a cog in the machine. I might be at best like a key animator at an animation studio, but I wanted to write the stories, do the acting, do uh, the character design, paint the background, do every element, I guess, of a film or animation. And that's when I rediscovered comics and that there was this great um, autonomy for an author to, you know, realize all parts of the, the process. And uh, it overlapped with sort of like 1990s sort of Generation X um, zines and mini-comics and punk rock music movements where people were a little bit before the internet took off and people were making these homemade books and uh, so it was a perfect like entry point where I just started by making short you know 24 page handmade photocopied mini comics and those were the first baby steps towards what later became 700 page graphic novels oh, uh, but wow. as far as if I'm uh, if I'm more of a, a drawer or a storyteller <laughs> I, I I feel like one of the reasons that comics appeals to me is I've never felt exceptionally proficient in either form, perhaps a little bit more towards drawing. But, uh, you know, I feel sort of, you know, I'm a, a mediocre writer, I'm a mediocre artist, but somehow when the two are fused, there's this new eloquent medium that I feel graceful with. I think you're perhaps being a little bit modest there because I have seen many of the reviews of Habibi and it seems to me that the beauty of the art, and of course I've seen it myself, I think it's quite good. Um, so um, well, let, let you, us be uh, the judge. It's a matter of just drawing <laughs> every day for several years too, you know? Uh -huh. I do think uh, anything that you do and put that many hours into, you just start to improve. So mm -hmm. I certainly tell that to all like the, the young, young artists that you just got to put in the hours and create the pages. And there's going to be hundreds of bad ones before you start getting to the ones that are, are more aesthetically appealing. Yeah, that's certainly true. I've heard that from other artists. 
Also, uh, it seems to me that graphic novels as a genre are on the rise. We certainly at the book festival uh, put in a, a pavilion for them uh, last year because we were cognizant of that. Is the audience for storytelling getting more visually oriented, do you think? Yeah, that's probably quite likely. Um, I know, like, meeting with uh, librarians and going to, like, a, say, like, the American Library Association, uh, like, meetings, or, um, there's a lot of talk about how graphic novels, at least on, a, on a, a sort of child development level, are more accessible to a lot of male readers who seem to uh, respond to the, the visual storytelling first or to dyslexic readers. Um, I know, speaking for myself, um, before I could read, you know, pre-kindergarten level, I was first drawn to comics, and that's where I learned to read words. You know, you would start um, just imagining what each character is saying in a panel, and then you, you start to recognize words, and it was really the beginning of literacy for me. But as far as everything now, you know, just being at every single meal and realizing that every single person has their smartphone out, and... <laughs> that they're engaged in this monitor and this, uh, I guess essentially a panel. Uh-huh. Um, there is definitely a shift culturally into um, into a more visual media. And, and it's not something I'm necessarily celebrating. I think there's also some sort of old-fashioned tradition about cartooning because, you know, we act as illustrators um, before even the, the, uh, the rise of photography, you know, when, when illustration... There was a time in it, like American culture, when you know illustrators were celebrities. Yes, and, that's uh, true. And so part of us, are, we were just trying to keep this old tradition alive. But I do think there is there's something about, and then again thinking about like a new media and old-fashioned sensibilities. I think there's a potential for graphic novels to keep a foothold in print longer than prose, because prose, prose has always been like sort of filtered through. Uh, uh, typography, or at least there, there's like this layer of technical separation between the author and the reader. Uh-huh. But with graphic novels, you're seeing like the artist's handwriting on the page, and the handwriting isn't just the, the lettering, it's the drawings are a form of calligraphy. Mm-hmm. But there's this great intimacy, and I, I still think there's a really broad appeal about having a paper canvas and holding that in hand. It's like a, a letter from the author to the reader. I love that image. Let me ask you uh, about Habibi, which is your most recent book. It's so sweeping. Did you visualize that length and scope when you first conceived of that story? I mean, even though it took you years to complete, at nearly 700 pages, you must work pretty fast. Uh, I, no, I, there's, I did not imagine it would be that big of a, of a book. And I think if I had known that, you know, what they always say is that if you knew what you were getting into, probably the, the fear would have stopped you or crippled you. Um, I was setting out to do a, approximately 200-page book. That was my initial intention. And I was going to veer much more towards the, the fantastical fantasy realm. I just wanted After Blankets to do something that had that sort of playful fantasy elements. And uh, as I got deeper and deeper into the process, um, a lot of the, the fantasy fell away and was replaced by, I don't know, I was I was creating a fantasy. I mean, it's a sort of 1,001 Nights sort of, you know, um, is a fantasy in that sort. But it draws on so many contemporary topics around sexuality and religion. I got very obsessed with the connections between the Abrahamic faiths of Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Mm-hmm. And so those were the, the details that started dominating in favor of, of 
what I initially thought of as a sort of light fantasy epic. Well, what are you working on now? Are you trying to do that now? <laughs> I am trying to do that now, actually. Uh, so after working on, you know, six, seven years on Habibi, a very uh, sprawling, serious work, and dark in many senses, uh, again, I'm in the space of like, oh, I want to do something lighthearted and fun, but also um, give back to the child in me that first discovered the medium, because most of my career has been creating uh, adult-oriented, you know, graphic novels or, you know, serious, uh, quote-unquote, literary sort of graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And uh, for for the medium to, you know, thrive or grow or continue, there still has to be children discovering it. And uh, there are some great comics out there for kids, but I, I want to dabble in that a bit myself. So I'm, I'm tr- uh, attempting to do a, a very humorous, whimsical sort of spaceship epic that still, in a sort of typical Craig Thompson manner, draws on uh, some contemporary issues around class warfare and environmental crisis. <laughs> Sounds like fun, actually, um, with an edge. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us, and we are looking very much forward to having you at the National Book Festival on Sunday the 23rd. We will have a wonderful lineup in the uh, pavilion, which will be titled this year's Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Graphic Novels. And I hope you are braced for a whole lot of people coming. We had great attendance there last year, and we got, by the the estimated count, almost 200,000 people out to the festival last year. Wow, so, wow. Please stand by for your fans. All right. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Okay. We've been hearing from graphic novelist Craig Thompson, who will appear on Sunday, September 23rd, in the Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Graphic Novels Pavilion at the National Book Festival on the National Mall. Mr. Thompson, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.